everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Ever wonder why it seems like God doesn't answer your prayers? Me too. Today, we finished reading through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7. But more specifically, I want to spend our time together on verses 7 through 11, because it kind of sounds like if we just ask God for something, we'll get what we want. If we seek, we'll find what we're looking for, and if we knock, the door will be opened, right? But that doesn't seem to match my experiences, and I'm guessing it doesn't match yours either. Sometimes we ask God for things we don't get. So what's Jesus talking about in Matthew 7? Well, let's look at the context. First, we want to look at the verses that come before this passage. Jesus starts by talking about removing the speck from your own eye. That means check yourself before you go around telling other people how they should live their lives. Now, part of being a disciple means there's a call on your life to go and tell others why and how they should live for Jesus. And we want to give admonition in a way that's as winsome as possible so we might win others to Christ and help our brothers and sisters in Christ look more like Jesus. If we get rid of the speck in our own eyes, they'll see Jesus in us and probably be more receptive to whatever admonition we might share with them. Getting rid of our own specks can only help our cause. But we're looking at context, so let's keep moving. In verse 6, Jesus says, Do not give what is holy to dogs or throw your pearls before pigs. Otherwise, they will trample them under your feet and turn around and tear you to pieces. Which to me, seemed kind of random. But the gist is this. What is holy and refers to as the pearls likely represents the gospel, the good news, that Jesus' disciples are supposed to share. And the dogs and pigs, they likely represent those who are vehemently opposed to Jesus. Now to be very, very clear, Jesus isn't saying, don't share the gospel with an atheist. That is not the point. He's probably more so hinting at the fact that there is a releasing of obligation for the disciple to continue to share with those who are hard-hearted, those who've already rejected Jesus and passionately continue to reject him, which is interesting to wrestle with. But it also kind of makes sense because we aren't responsible for how others respond to the gospel. We just simply need to share. And we'll talk about this more in future episodes, but for right now, remember, we're focusing on the ask, seek, knock component, which is what Jesus addresses next. The context around ask, seek, and knock shows us that Jesus's followers are likely facing some pretty crazy opposition, the the pigs, the dogs. So it makes sense they'd need to ask God for help. Like, that's an obvious. If people are anti-Jesus, the Christian in their company needs God's help. And so Jesus instructs them, verse 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Which just makes sense. The disciple whose heart is set on Jesus is going to be grieved by those who reject the gospel. So, of course, they should and would want to ask for God's help. But then Jesus goes on to say, For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. And that's confusing because oftentimes we who love God ask him for things and we don't get them. Or we pray for someone to receive Christ and they reject us. How are we to make sense of these two verses? Our English New Testament was translated from the Greek. And ask, seek, and knock in Greek are what's called imperative present verbs, which means 
there's an ongoing aspect associated with them. It might be helpful to first read these verses as keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. That's actually how the New Living Translation reads, and I think it's helpful. Because when I read the ESV, I can mistakenly get the impression that once I ask, I should get. And that's not the case. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And additionally, When we're having trouble making sense of something in the Bible, we always want to interpret Scripture with Scripture. And in this instance, a good cross-reference comes from James 4, 2-3, where we read, You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly, so you can spend it on your passions. That tells me if I'm asking God for something selfishly, that isn't a request that honors Him, which contextually makes sense. Because we're still in the Sermon on the Mount, and over and over again, we've seen Jesus emphasize that God doesn't simply care about what you say or what you do. He cares about the intentions of your heart that drive you to speak and act. But what if we're asking for something and we do have good intentions, like we want a sick relative to get well or a lost friend to come to Christ? Jesus answers this if we keep reading. Summarizing verses 9 and 10, If your kid asks for food, do you give him rocks or a snake? Verse 11, if you then, that's people who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And that's where we have to trust God's heart for us. If our motives are good and he doesn't seem to be answering, maybe we need to be patient or maybe he has something else in store. But regardless, we don't have to wait alone for God to answer. And that's why I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe. Because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.